Hi, folks. It's Foss here from thechrisvossshow.com. The Chris Voss Show. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We certainly appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, hey, we've got some really cool news today. There's a lot of really interesting stuff on the news. It's not a boring day, Chris. Uh, it's going to be pretty cool. So let's uh, kind of dig right in and cover it. Uh, let's see. What else is there to talk about? Uh, there's so much on my plate. Uh <laughs> According to The Verge, Spotify for podcasters has come out of beta, giving podcasters valuable listening data like age, gender, location, music tastes, and episode listening duration. Uh, pretty neat. I've been, of course, using this uh, as lightly as I am able uh, or given permission to, I suppose. Uh, no secret or anything like that. I think everyone else has access to it if you have Spotify, uh, your podcast on there. Uh, and uh, they made a really cool dashboard that's kind of friendly, a uh, good way to compete with the old uh, Apple regime, if you will. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of been there for a while, but I guess they're doing some updates for it. I can't fully see the updates yet, uh, that they've espoused. So I'm not sure if it's rolling out system wide. I can see, uh, start streams, listeners, last episode date. I can search time periods between all time or date ranges of different things. So it's really cool. It's interesting. There's, there's quite the base there on Spotify. Uh, people like listening over there and discovering the show over there. It's really cool. And, uh, yeah, man. Wow. And we, we have all seven podcasts. There's the book author podcast, Chris Voss gaming podcast, Chris Voss podcast on politics. Do I need to say that's a podcast? Uh, the Chris Voss show, crypto life podcast, the gaming podcast, spatial computing podcast, and startup unicorn podcast. Wow, man. That's a lot of stuff, Chris. Um, so anyway, you can go to Spotify and subscribe to all these different wonderful podcasts that we're doing. Uh, I tend to like them, uh, but I'm kind of partial that way. What can you say? Anyway, uh, yeah, they're coming out with this new beta, and I discovered some really cool things. Uh, they actually have a project called Soundtrap.com Studio. So if you're someone who edits a lot of audio files, video, stuff like that, you may want to check this out. Um and uh, what it does is it will do, uh, it'll take your podcast audio and you can create a, a storyteller setup, as they call it. Uh, you can do remote interviews. Uh, you can do storyteller interactive transcript. Recently, we lost the ability to do YouTube on October, or not October. Wow, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, on August 1st, YouTube quit. Uh, allowing people to use the old Google Hangouts, which we use for a lot of our podcasts. I really love that setup because it was really smart. It would put the person who talked to, who, who was talking up on the main screen. It would um, minimize the person who wasn't talking on the lower screen, and, and it could alternate back and forth. The other great thing was it could share it with my YouTube audience, and it would save the video to YouTube. So if people wanted to embed that data, they could as well on their website for media, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I really liked that for a long time. It was a real lazy way to get away with not having to pay for a service. Um, and uh, I mean, there's just so many great features to it. It's really sad they ended it on, on August 1st, and the new version they have I still haven't figured out how to get a dial in on it. So I'm kind of interested in this soundtrap.com forward slash studio. Uh, and uh, this is evidently a part of Spotify. I guess they bought it. There's another podcasting app. I think it's Podcast FM or something like that that they bought. 
um, that you could uh, also get from them. Uh, and it would take in, um, uh, it does that fake podcast that uh, I don't really advise people do. I mean, it's, it's kind of good if you want to test out to see if you're going to stick with it. Anchor, that's the word I'm looking for. It's Anchor. You can try, if you want to see if you can stick with podcasting, um, you know, you might want to try something like Anchor to see if you can really, you know, you can stick with it. Uh, the hardest part is to make content every day or the frequency that you decide to do. And if you need podcasting consulting, uh, I certainly offer that and can help you out with that as well. Uh, so contact us there. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, I really love what Spotify is doing. When we created the other six podcasts, the Chris Voss show has been around for like, I don't know, almost 10 years now. Um, with the uh, with the other podcasts, when we created them, Spotify was the first ones to grab them up and approve them. It used to be in the old days, uh, um, Google Play was the one that was the most excited. And Apple was just always like, yeah, we'll get around to you whenever we get around to it. Tim Cook's a little busy right now, and I don't know. He's uh, busy, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't have any jokes for that. He's busy, I don't know, not innovating. <laughs> letting Samsung carry the innovation ball for a change. Uh, anyway, uh, so I really have been impressed with Spotify. I mean, they literally got to a point with some of the new podcasts we created to like within an hour they were approved and, and loading up into their site. And I was like, wow, you guys really want to skunk Apple. You guys really want to beat these boys. So uh, good for them. I, I love competition. I love... Uh, stuff like this, you know, I'm, I'm not a great Apple fan. I, I like the iPad, I suppose, but, uh, you know, there's, I don't, I don't know. I really don't like the Samsung iPads. I haven't really given them a good run for their money because no one sends them to me for free like, like everything else. Uh, but, uh, you know, Hey, uh, I love competition. So anytime I can get somebody that competes with anybody, Facebook, Google, uh, Apple, any of these big companies that bring more incredible value and hungriness to serve customers well and create a better product, I'm all for those people because that keeps everyone honest and keeps these big companies honest and uh, speaks truth to power, if you will, in the business side of things. So I really like that. That's really awesome. Anyway, um, so check that out if you haven't. If you're a podcaster or uh, you're doing audio editing, video editing, things of that nature, check out sandtrap.com. Now, I haven't spent much time with it, so just full disclosure here. Uh, but I am kind of impressed with what I'm seeing, uh, remote interviews and interactive transcripts. I know there's a lot of people that are paying money for their transcripts, and they're paying a lot of money for their transcripts. Uh, one thing I've been using in the past for transcripts is otter.ai. It's largely free for the way I use it, um, and uh, it does a really good trans uh, transcription job, and uh, I believe it has a mobile app too. Oh, that's the other thing. The Soundtrap has got a mobile app. That reminds me, i got to download that mobile app. So there's that. All right, so the other cool thing that uh, I found that uh, I was really impressed on in the news, this is from The Verge, Snap has announced Spectacles 3 with an updated design and second HD camera to create depth perception. goes on sale in November for $380. Holy shit, what happened to the $120 version or whatever it was, $150, $120? Um, this is kind of interesting. You know, I got to tell you, I got to be real honest with you. I miss my Google Glasses. I really do. 
Snap today announced Spectacles 3, a redesigned version of its augmented reality sunglasses with a sleek new design and added HD camera to create depth perception. I've heard depth perception is really cool. I wouldn't know. I have a disease in my left eye that fucks that up unless I wear my special lenses, which I never wear because um, I'm lazy and it hurts. Uh, anyway, the uh, <laughs> that's like too much information for everyone, wasn't it? Uh, so it has a limited release. I really get tired of this bullshit with limited releases. Stop at Snap. Stop at Google uh, Glasses. This is how you ruin Google Glasses was with the limited release. We're only giving it to exclusive people. I hate that shit. Just release the fucking thing so everyone can buy it. And then if everyone gets on the platform, it'll be successful. Uh, you know, they did that thing, what, years ago, Snap did, where they took in, uh, they had like this pop-up vending machine that would show up and people would wait in line and people, I hated Snap over that. That's just fucking stupid. Anyway, uh, moving on, you can go to spectacles.com. Uh, and order them in November for $380. For $380, those damn things better be good. I know that I have a... What's kind of interesting is they have... Uh, what was it? I think I said 1080p. I think they said... Holy crap, I can buy a... I can buy from GoPro a uh, GoPro thing. I think it's 500 bucks for a GoPro. And you get the software to edit it too. And I can do 4K video at 60 frames per second. I can do a lot of other crazy stuff as well. So, uh, all that good stuff going on. So, uh, you can check that out. Snap announces Spectacle 3s. Uh, let me know on Chris Voss channels if you're going to buy that thing, if you're interested or you don't care or you hate it. Let me know what you think. I'd be kind of interested. You can go to Chris Voss on LinkedIn, Chris Voss on Twitter, Chris Voss on Facebook, and uh, let me know. Do you, do you want to buy the Snap things? Looks like it's going to come in two colors. Kind of a, a nice thing that chicks will like that looks really kind of um, not really good on terms from uh, stuff. But there's one that's black, which is kind of the cool one that I probably use. And there's one that's kind of made for chicks. It's kind of beigey, if you will. It's kind of, it has that sort of fashionable uh, 1950s format, if you will. <laughs> it kind of looks like it. So anyway, um, it's going to be, uh, uh, photos are going to be 1642 by 1642 pixels. Videos will be stored at 1216 by 1216. So they're going to have that square fucking format that I hate. Uh, I really love landscapes. So uh, um, this is going to be kind of interesting. The snaps you take with the spectacles don't automatically transfer to your Snapchat account. There are te still technical hurdles preventing the automatic transfer. In the meantime, so I don't know, is Snap just becoming a bloody uh, hardware company? Is that what they're thinking about doing? They're just going to become a hardware company and not a uh, not a software company? It sounds like they're doing the opposite of what Apple's doing. So anyway, that's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, that stuck out on me in the news today. Twitter, according to Verge, uh, will soon let users follow interests starting with sports and create separate timelines for different topics. The topics will be curated by Twitter AI. Well, that's just fucking broken from the get-go, isn't it? <laughs> Twitter, I wait. Did Twitter, does Twitter have an AI? Uh, I don't know, man. If it is, that shit's broken. Uh, I think this is kind of interesting. Twitter to soon let users follow interests, starting with sports, et cetera, et cetera, create different timelines. Why it? Why hasn't this happened already? This is one of those items that, like, seriously, 
you finally getting around to this? Like, why didn't you do this a long time ago? There's a lot of other services where I can follow different topics and get them in my feed. Like, what the fuck is going on, Twitter? It's just, it just astounds me this company is still the clown car that crashed into success. And they just keep failing in so many ways. Um, but, you know, I God bless them. I, I know why they don't mute the president's account because uh, he's he's got a lot of people watching Twitter. If, honestly, if we ever get a new president who's not on Twitter, Twitter's going to probably, I don't know, go in the drink. Because unless he's on there doing all the crazy shit that everyone's tuning into Twitter now to find, what did he say today? Um, I don't know. The service might go out of business. I'm not being political here, so please don't tune out. I'm just saying he's been a really good thing for Twitter. That's about it. Um, so uh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's really the dilemma of, of uh, privacy. I mean, if, if you remember a long time ago, uh, Mark Zuckerberg got in trouble by saying privacy is dead. And what we didn't see is what he was seeing in what they were doing on the back end, what exposure people were having, all the sort of good stuff, and yada, yada, yada. So evidently, this is coming out of sources, according to Bloomberg, Facebook paid hundreds of contractors to describe user audio, FBI, or the FB, short for Facebook, that is, uh, says it stopped the work, which affected users who wanted voice chats described. So, um, good to know your conversations have been being subscribed uh, by hundreds of contractors that I'm sure if they, I don't know, listen to you and your wife uh, doing whatever, girlfriend, mistress, or vice versa, you and the pool boy, um, I guess if they wanted those chats to subscribe, somewhere on the planet Earth is a, a transcription of uh, what you thought was a private conversation. Oh, baby. Um, so that could be kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> oh man, there's so many different ways you can blackmail people in the future. It's going to be crazy, man. Between, between someone running, I'm just waiting like 20 years in the future where somebody runs for president and they're like, is this Instagram photo yours? The Snapchat that you posted with your hoo-ha out, whatever. And people are just like, oh, man, my whole career is over. I mean, we're already starting to see some of that, but it's going to get worse. You know, the great thing I have is that I grew up in the age that was prior to the uh, interwebs. So I can't, all the stupid stuff, and we all do stupid stuff when we're teenagers, that I did, uh, and it's probably said as well, isn't getting posted, isn't on the Internet. So I have that luxury, but this new generation, everything they do is on the Internet, so... Woo, could go weird there. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting and uh, all that good stuff. Um, I don't know, man. I, privacy is technically dead. Uh, and where is it going from there? I don't know. Um, I did see something that was kind of interesting today. This is the news from Reuters. Trump has delayed tariffs. And we're not going to be political here, kids, so stick with me. For some products like laptops, cell phones, sending Apple stock up, but AirPods, watches, uh, were not included in the reprieve. Uh, there's a lot of shakeup going on in the tech business because of what's going on with these tariffs. And again, I'm not going to get political. Um, but this morning, uh, well, one of my friends, Gary Shapiro, who's a CEO and SEO, or not CEO and SEO, CEO uh, of CTA and CES. There's too many C's in there for me. Um, he... 
you know, he represents a huge conglomerate of uh, people that are in his association for C CEA, um, and they, of course they run the certified or the the CES show. Uh, but it's a lot of the technical people around the world, and mostly U.S., but they have affiliates or associates with the uh, international community. And, of course, their associates do business with the international community, especially like Apple and how they use vendors in China to make the products that you enjoy every day. Uh, and one of his challenges has been, you know, balancing this this thing of, you know, being nice to the government, being friendly with politicians to a point that, you know, that you don't get screwed and you, you represent your member base. Um, you know, he's appeared at the White House, he's appeared with the president to sign different business bills, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, he's been vocal about how the tariffs, you know, his member base doesn't think the tariffs are the greatest thing. And I, I retweeted something last week from him uh, where he did an article that the tariffs are really hurting business. Um, and uh, this is kind of interesting when we saw the volley come out where it seemed to target like Apple and a lot of different makers of, of phones, which, uh, where they want to do tariffs. Uh, and I guess they're doing some delay and putting them off, but they're playing a game. You can tell they're playing a game. They're playing a game of like, I don't know, cat and mouse of tariffs. So like we're doing tariffs. And then like later they come out and they go, yeah, we're not going to put them until December. Uh, and the reason I bring this up is this morning I was talking with, uh, some people, um, not just close who I talk to about stuff sometimes. They probably don't want me to disclose that. Uh, but I was talking with somebody about it, and this is from the sports and recreation industry that's, uh, let's see if I can pull this up in my email here real quick. Um, but they were talking about how there's new tariffs that just been announced for the sports business. So your shoes, your athletic, uh, you know, if you've got kids that you're putting into uh, athletic stuff like baseball, you know, and they've got to go by the gloves and the, the pants and the shirts and the, and the special shoes and all that kind of crap. Um, this is all going to be part of a new uh, tariff thing. So they've announced tariffs on all this stuff and they're not happy. They put up a post on Medium and uh, they were speaking out against it. Um, it's kind of interesting to me that more uh, more companies aren't speaking out about this and being like, hey man, this is some BS. But uh, the sports, recreation, athletic industry, if you will, uh, they're coming out and uh, they're not happy about the tariffs. And they're saying it's a 10%, 10% tariff that they're being indicated with. And then there's this whole game they're playing of... Of like, I guess if you're big enough and powerful enough, like Apple, you can call up the White House and be like, hey man, we're pretty big, we don't really want these tariffs. But the problem is, is like the little guys, I'm not sure exactly how this is working, so don't quote me, but there are some people who can't get the exemptions. Like certain companies, I guess if you're big enough or powerful enough, or if you've contributed enough political campaigns, I don't know, but you can get the exemptions from it, but some people can't. So it creates this tier of the poor, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer sort of thing, which is really unfortunate because if you're a small businessman in America, you're trying to grow your business and stuff, you're getting screwed by these tariffs. And that 10% gets doesn't get paid, all that kind of BS that's being told to you in politics, that gets paid by you, the consumer. Now, there are some businesses or there are some China people, they'll eat it. And they'll just be like, well, it's short term, we'll just lose 10% of our profit. But most of those companies are going to pass that savings huh, 
along to you. So you're going to pay an extra 10% for your stuff. It's been said that certain merchandise for um, like appliances has gone up 500 to a thousand dollars, like for like expensive fridges and shit. I was just at Home Depot the other day looking for some uh, uh, new appliances for my family um, to kind of upgrade their stuff, and wow, the price on appliances and TV and uh, refrigerators like through the roof. Um, I'm just like, holy crap! Is am, am I marrying the refrigerator? <laughs> I feel like I should get on one knee and ask it to marry me for the price I'm paying. Holy shit. Uh, so there's that, man. Uh, anyway, this is kind of interesting. It's happening in the business world, and it's going to affect all you Apple iPhone users because he's basically dealing the tariffs on laptops and cell phones, but your little AirPod thingies, your little Apple Watches, they're not included in the reprieve. So you're going to pay more, especially if you like Apple. So kind of interesting. I'd kind of like to hear how you think about it. Be sure to contact me on, you can send me a message on Twitter and say, hey, what do I think of this? Um, and let me know what you think. Uh, CNN uh, did a article where they're looking at the Snapchats community, about 100 official lens creators who make custom AR lenses for people and brands with Snap connecting them to buyers. Uh, what's going to be interesting is they're coming out with those spectacles that we talked about, the Spectacles 3, uh, in November. Are they going to incorporate AR? Because for 380 bucks, that's almost a cell phone, or at least a more expensive cell phone model, an off-brand model, if you will. Uh, but, you know, you times that times two, and you're almost, you know, you're at the point of buying a uh, a full, a fully functional cell phone that's multifaceted with all the different things you can do with it. So, uh, this is going to be kind of interesting. Maybe, maybe Snap's uh, hidden gem that they have up their butt is they're going to take and put AR on some of these spectacles in the future, and they're trying to be Apple or some of these other companies that are rumored to be developing tech in the space to go that way. So um, that should be pretty interesting. Uh, according to the information, sources say, so there's a rumor, Spotify is discussing a plan with Apple to let iPhone users tell Siri to play songs, playlists, and albums with voice commands and antitrust, as an antitrust battle looms. I guess they're, uh, I guess that, you know, Apple's worried about antitrust stuff. They've been said that the Justice Department is currently looking at different people to, um, the tech business to go after. They're using it as a political, um, stick, if you will, uh, to kind of shake these companies down and try and make them less liberal, I guess, and, of course, punish them because they're in California, uh, like they punish them with the tax law. Not being political, this is a fact. Um, but uh, I guess they're in talks with Spotify. Like I said, I really love how Spotify has treated the Chris Voss Show podcast and our other six podcasts are on Spotify. They've been very welcoming. They had a great dashboard early on. Now they've released the beta today. Uh, I'm excited to see what that is because certainly it's a lot more data than I get from Apple's dashboard. Um, you know, I have people that ask me all the time, they're like, can we get data on the show? And I'm like, they don't give us data. One, one of the problems you have with Apple and its data is a lot of the Apple and subscriptions for iTunes are on third party apps. So you have like the, you know, these third party apps that are sucking your download from Apple which is great, uh, the distribution and, and syndication, all that sort of good stuff. But a lot of those third-party 
apps have privacy settings. So if you set your privacy settings to like, I don't, you know, don't tell Apple what I'm doing or what, you know, whatever, don't give them my information. And a lot of them have that on by default because of, you know, the privacy issues. Uh, I can't get that information. Apple can't give it to me or won't give it to me for that matter. Uh, I think they're sitting on some of the data as a control point. But Spotify is able to give you the data because people are subscribing through Spotify and listening through Spotify. And I really like that sort of uh, aspect of it. And uh, there's a lot of different other services like Spreaker and stuff that uh, that give us information. But, you know, the problem is compiling it all and putting it into one place. And honestly, Apple is the biggest consumer of the numbers. So I can't really give people Spotify numbers. Being like, Here's who's tuning in the Spotify because it's not the massive consumption. I mean, Apple still owns in the rain on this when it comes to, um, you know, your uh, podcast. I probably should be nicer to him. Come to think of it. <laughs> no, more than I talk, I'm like, be nicer to Tim Cook. I like you, Tim Cook. We're good buds. I love you. I love you. I, I'll never buy <laughs> any products other than iPads, but you know, you guys are really good. <laughs> guess you're doing really good in the podcast space. So, uh, <laughs> don't, don't kick me off the service, please. I'm sorry what I said about Apple. Uh, anyway, I'm just being funny. The So it's kind of interesting. Um, Apple really does control a lot of distribution for a lot of this stuff. It really would be good to get stats for years and years and years. Uh, podcasters and, and advertisers complained about how they can't get access to this data. Um, I would love to have access to the data. I have access to all my other data where I can, like, if, if, if we do a promotion for you on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and we do a huge thing like shows and events, uh, I can show you the results of that. I can show you your reports. You know, we've got it all automated to where I can, I mean, like, here's the, you know, millions of impressions you get from being on the Chris Voss show. But with my, uh, with podcasts, you're very limited to that. I mean, just Apple doesn't give you the data and Apple can't get a lot of the data from people that are downloading on the, uh, third party apps. I mean, there's just such a huge distribution of it. It's kind of like if you, it's kind of like when Windows put out Windows and just made it so anybody could put Windows on a machine trying to collect all the data from all those different companies probably was initially a nightmare. And so, uh, now that podcasting has really come in, uh, of its own and become really popular the last few years to a crazy extent. Um, yeah. So that'll be kind of interesting to see. Um, what else do we need to see in the news and what we like and all that good stuff? Uh, what else? This is kind of interesting. Oculus co-founder Nate Mitchell is leaving Facebook seven years after launching the first Oculus Rift headset via Kickstarter. Wow. How'd that work out for him, man? Uh, that's been a long road. Uh, that's according to Variety. It's going to be interesting to kind of see what that guy does, if he's going to come up with anything new. Anytime you see one of these guys spin off, usually when they leave a big company like this, they've got some ideas that they're going to tell you. They've got, you know, some things they want to cook on that are innovative and they, and they want to go out and launch it themselves rather than give it away to, you know, the big companies. And, of course, usually when they do, they end up getting bought out by the big companies again and making even more more money and all that good stuff. Um, so let's do our daily thing we do on the Chris Foss show. Usually I do this at the beginning of the show, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I kind of talk to you about what sticks out to me on ProductHunt.com because I like Product Hunt uh, and they have a lot of different things. In fact, if I say that uh, poorly, that sounds like something else, doesn't it? Whoa. 
Um, so a couple things that are really sticking out to me on Product Hunt today that uh, is kind of interesting. This uh, app called GMAS, and you can send email campaigns inside Gmail. I've seen this thing before, but it's it's rocking. Uh, it's got 2012 upvotes on um, Product Hunt today, which is interesting because I've seen it on Product Hunt before, so I'm not sure why it's on again or how it's on again. But if you go to gmas.co, gmas.co, you can see uh, they have a system where they can send mass email campaigns inside Gmail and uh, get high open rates and all that good stuff. So uh, I haven't got a chance to fully play with it. It's on my agenda to dig through it and everything. But it's interesting to me, to give you an example of how popular it is on Product Hunt right now, it's got 2012 upvotes. The next highest one is 580. So they've got, what, four times the amount of upvotes? Uh, so people are really rocking it. I guess I'm going to have to sit down and play with this thing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, some other things that are interesting, they're doing really well. The 2.0 Twill Chino Pants. I hope this isn't what I think it is or what the picture looks like it is. The only pair of pants you'll ever want to wear. And what is it? Their new signature slim pants made of a perfect blend of sleek, casual, cut in 99%, ultra breathable, ridiculously soft twill cotton with an inch of stretch and molded by body fit algorithms for a perfect fit. There's algorithms in my fucking pants now? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> the algorithm van's down on the corner in the park going, come on in, you got some candy to put in your pants. Um, <laughs> whatever, man. When did clothes start fucking making it on to uh, product hunt? I guess, whatever, man. So now you can check those out. They have a lot of upvotes, 580 upvotes. Uh, the other thing that came in third was uh, Reply Ninja, where you can create instant inline replies in Gmails. I'm not sure how effective this is going to be because I already, I don't know what I have in my Gmail, but there's a tab thing where it, it creates a uh, reply for my stuff. But uh, I do a lot of promotions and marketing and stuff, and I guess... I normally use Clipboard to do this, or use HubSpot to put in uh, templates of what I want to do on inlay. Um, but uh, I guess I'm going to try this out. It's called Reply Ninja. And uh, let me see if I can get you the website. It is a Chrome extension, so you're going to have to search there. It is number three product of the day, so that might be pretty good. The website is reply.ninja. That's, that's the quote-unquote.com, reply.ninja, so you can check that out. It's it's doing really well, and it's free, so there's go. Basically, you can create instant inline replies in Gmail. Make your email more professional, get better, more concise replies. It works with Chrome. Uh, looks like they've got, uh, looks like they're rocking and rolling and stuff. So I'm going to have to find out about more about that and everything else. So those are kind of the news items that stuck out me today, the things that... Uh, Kind of interested Chris Voss, and he wanted to take and talk about, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know. You can tell me what you think. You can send me questions at the Chris Voss channels on Twitter. 
uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. And of course, follow me over there. Go to the CVPN. That's the CVPN. Chris Voss Podcast Network.com. You can take and subscribe to all seven different podcasts we do. And of course, you subscribe to uh, the millions of syndications that we have. Please give me your uh, review on the show if you like it. Uh, we certainly appreciate that. You can go to iTunes or some of the different places, give a review on the show, and let us know what you think. If you think we improve the show, be sure to send us an email and all that good stuff. We'll try and see if we can get some of your guys' questions, readouts, and stuff like that on the show. And Make some improvements, if you will, uh, and watch for some exciting guests. I think we have an exciting guest on Friday. We'll uh, preview that as soon as we can get a little bit more data on that. And then we have some more really cool guests next week as well. So thanks for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you guys. Be sure to share the show to your friends, neighbors, relatives. Let them know to uh, join into the fun. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>